Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello Guardians and welcome to the Destiny Show Podcast. I am your host Cornholio and tonight we are live with an amazing, amazing guest on the show. We have Mod Sherpa on the podcast. We have Shadow Price. We're going to be talking about the Vault of Glass raid. How to get ready for the big day this Saturday. We'll discuss the latest news from Bungie and... We will welcome the awesome Destiny streamer and certified Twitch chat mod. He is Mod Sherpa, and we're excited to welcome him on the show tonight. So thank you so, so much for joining us uh, on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's such a pleasure. And, you know, I've been wanting to have you on the podcast for quite some time now to learn about you and your journey and to learn a little bit more about what you do in our community. So I'm really excited for tonight and to talk about the Vault of Glass. I know that it's a very special raid for me personally, being that it was my first raid. I know Shadow Price will share that sentiment and uh, it's it's going to be fun playing the raid again uh, this coming Saturday when the vault of glass returns to destiny 2 and of course shadow price how you doing tonight welcome hey i'm doing pretty good it's uh the warm weather has found its way up to new york here so it's like we're kind of like you know in the same kind of <laughs> we're dealing with the same kind of temperate uh climates basically so it's been a lot of grinding in the game and work so a little bit of both. You could you could say the game has been like work, <laughs> like the grind. So and you're right in it too with us. You know we're trying to, even though we're already at power for Vogue, but you know like it's after contest mode, then then it's going to go back. You know then we'll be able to probably blitz through it. But I'm looking forward to the raid this weekend. It's just like you know turning back time, like almost seven years ago when we first went in there. So it's going to be pretty special to do it again. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited to play through the, the Vault of Glass again. And not only that, but to get all the weapons from Vogue, like Fatebringer and uh, Vision of Confluence and Vex Mythoclast. Those are very special weapons that I'm excited to get my hands on. Hopefully this Saturday, if the RNG gods are good to me this weekend, or if I can get through an encounter, but that's a whole other conversation that we're going to talk about later in the show. 
And Guardians will discuss the latest news from Bungie tonight. We'll talk about the TWAB, we'll share our best raid tips, and we'll talk about preparing for the big day tonight. But first, we have our discussion with the Guardians. So Mod Sherpa, I hope you're ready, because we're going to get to learn much more about you. Sure. So the first question we have for you is, how did you get started? as a destiny content creator uh well it, that's just kind of how i got started in destiny um i had a bunch of coworkers that were playing and i kept saying you know if destiny was on pc uh i would play it um i ended up um doing some convoluted deal i picked up a ps4 and destiny uh, around house of wolves um actually dark sorry dark below and um you know then yeah so i just, just started playing with coworkers, and i eventually found my way back to twitch um i had been on twitch you know as a viewer for a long time back when it was uh justin tv and um you know i trials came out and i was a complete another potato and you know, I started hanging out in in some uh, PS4 trials streams, and you know, somebody said you should stream, and you know, it's just kind of how it all starts. That's that's pretty cool. So you mentioned a convoluted deal that you got on a PlayStation. How <laughs> what 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 was that about? Okay, so GameStop had a deal where oh, okay. you traded in a PS3. Or a PS4, or sorry, PS3 or a 360, uh, they would give you 150 bucks towards a PS4. Um, I'm extremely frugal at the time, and I figured out you could get a uh, Xbox 360 Arcade Edition or a PS3, like the 20 gig model, uh, a hell of a lot cheaper than 150 bucks. So I bought them and I think I ended up spending about a hundred bucks for each of them, uh, for both of them and traded it in. And like my PS, my, you know, 500 gigabyte PS4 cost me like 250 bucks roughly. Wow. Because <laughs> that was about the only way. I, <laughs> that was about the only way I was going to buy a console. Um, I, you know, I've, lifelong pc gamer uh destiny was the first thing since halo that convinced me to buy a console so the it's funny because the thing that convinced me to switch to pc was destiny 2 because before that like i didn't really know what i was missing like i was pretty happy to live <laughs> in my own little bubble of 30 frames per second and it was fine it was good like things worked most of the time um and then i realized what was out there because i ended up getting like a 1080 ti graphics card which at the time was actually top of the line um 2017 i believe was when that happened uh and me and Shadow Price built our PCs like literally right in time for the beta of Destiny 2. 
uh, and that was kind of our first introduction to PC. And then the PS5 came out, and Shadow Price likes to play on his couch. So here we are. Yeah, I mean, it's here's it's funny because, like I said, I was we were playing on PC for a while, but then the game started running like bad on my PC during uh, was Beyond Light being throttled. And it's NVIDIA. I, that's a lot of people, I, actually. I think I think it's time. It's them saying it's time for you to get a new graphics card. But wait, you can't get one anywhere. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so instead of going through that hassle. I was like, I have a PS5. Why don't I come over here? And I I enjoy the experience on PS5. I enjoy the 60 frames. Um, and, you know, yes, I mean, I could get probably higher frame rate on the PC, but it seems like I get a smoother, like, experience on place, PS5. Like, I don't get drop frames like, like I do on, on here. And we have a 1080 graphics card, so... I still have like two generations ago graphics card, but it should still be, you know, plenty powerful to, you know, keep up with Destiny too. Be able to play it, Minecraft. Destiny used to be extremely well optimized. And it I think right, Wasn't it? right around the time that Vicarious Visions left. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Stuff started to get, stuff started to go to hell. Yo, you're exactly right about that. I did notice that. And it was very noticeable in Beyond Light, like more than ever. <laughs> Does it feel like Bungie kind of used Activision to build Destiny 2 on PC in terms of resources? And then it's like, eh, okay. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not saying like used is a very harsh term. Leverage. Leverage. I don't doubt the people at Bungie know how to use PCs. I mean, come on, they've coded probably games on PC since like, you know, Halo days and things like that. But it just seemed like Vicarious Visions just had a vision. Like they, they knew exactly how to code for the PC. Well, not only that, but they had the experience and they didn't just have like one or two people who maybe had like really strong expertise in PC game design, I think it's a very complicated thing when you're building an online live service game that operates well on PC. You have totally new factors that you don't have to consider. Right. Also, did it seem like it was less buggier when Vicarious Visions was doing it too? Uh, when they were working on the port or when they brought the port and then they upkept it? It just seemed like it's always buggy. It just it just seemed like there were less bugs though. But I get it. The game is like I think updates. I think updates that get pushed out break the game more than what they (laughs) Telesto. Hey, this time it wasn't Telesto. (laughs) Well, actually, you're right. It was it was a mod, (laughs) but Telesto (laughs) was still part of it because you could put it on Telesto. You could use it. Telesto basically took advantage of it. So, so Mod Sherpa, you mentioned that you're a PC guy. What are you rocking for your PC? I have a 9900K and a 3090. 
Oh my god. <laughs> he takes the, he takes his PC gaming seriously. Uh, Sounds like <laughs> can I ask how you managed to find a 3090? Uh 3090s used to be deceptively easy to get because most people don't want to spend that much money. Um it's expensive, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um they you know, the Founders Edition starts at 1500 Most of them are 1800 to 2500 Um, But I live extremely close to a micro center. And that is like a candy store. Um, and it's like what Radio Shack used to be. And anything you want, you know, you want to find that's nerdy, uh, maker stuff, you know, PC parts, you, you know, you go there and you get it. Um, I've... I actually camped out um, many, many times for graphics cards, and I was sending them to friends that couldn't get them. Um, I don't know, probably 15, 20 people um, got cards and processors through me, you know, and I just sent them out at, you know, MSRP plus shipping. Um, you know, most I ever made, you know, was when somebody sent beer money. What a guy. Uh, and that pretty much stopped when they put a one card every 30 days. Uh, so <laughs> it, it wasn't worth going anymore. Uh, and then my micro center drops five cards every morning and will just randomly drop other cards throughout the uh, throughout the day. So it's just were you following no all the uh, the sites that were, you know, you oh, like yes, Mario yeah. before and just like all the different sites that, you know, they'd let you know when the drop was happening and things like that. Yeah, the, the problem is Amazon, Best Buy, even Newegg at the time, they were all getting botted by the uh, oh my God. sneaker it's, bots. Yeah, they're still like yeah. out there rampant too, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, so I got really lucky to get a 3070. Um, I, I want a 3080, or at this point, I would take a 3090. Um, but I, I don't know if I would pay for the non-founders 3090 because that gets into a pretty extreme territory when it comes to cost. So, so I originally had a 3080, um, and basically what I ended up doing is I traded a bunch of old cards um, and some cash for it and I ended up paying between what I paid for the cards versus what they were worth and the cash I threw on top it was about 1300 bucks for the 3090 and I was extremely happy at that price oh wow that's <laughs> not bad yeah that's pretty good for 3090 so are you playing on like a 4k monitor with high refresh uh 1440p okay 1440p that's respectable uh you know, just because I, I was I was looking at some of these uh, ultra wides and I thought about it for 15 minutes, but also um, capture cards and everything like that. It's just it, it's not worth it. So I'm going to stick with uh, stick with the uh, 1440p. I might look at a 4K high refresh rate when they start to come out. Yeah, see, I'm I'm torn because in my living room, I have a TV that's a high refresh 4K. 
it can go up to like 120 and i want to connect it to the pc so bad just to see what happens you know what i mean uh because right now i'm playing in 1440p i have a 165 refresh monitor at the moment i that 3070 that's the butter zone i a 3080 or 3090 for 1440p honestly is overkill you're, especially Destiny's the main game that you play, you're not going to notice a huge, you know, huge um, performance gain. Um, going from the 3080 to the 3090, I didn't, and I, I even had a 2080 Ti before that. It, it's, it, it's, you're fine with what you have. <laughs> Enjoy it. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm enjoying it. Although, I'm probably going to upgrade my CPU, which means I have to get a new graph, not graphics card, motherboard, which is kind of annoying. But currently I have a i7 7700K. Uh, I'm looking to switch to an AMD Ryzen 5600X. Nothing wrong with that. And 3070 will still pair with pair well with that. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be kind of like the one upgrade that I'm looking to make in the immediate future. But if I can get a 3080, you know, I'll keep trying. Uh, I'd love to get a Founders if that's possible. I don't know. I don't believe it is, uh, but time will tell. But anyhow, besides computers, we have... Season of the Splicer, which is now live. We have been playing the game. I'm curious, Machirpa, what are your initial impressions of the new season in Destiny? I, lo I love what they've done with the like the story mechanisms, uh, like last season and the season with the helm. But if I could log in once a day, you know, once a week, just do that and not have to worry about anything else i'd be perfectly fine with that you know it's it's the, the, my big problem is pretty much everything else is the same grind all over again i'm happy it's only 10 you know this time instead of the pointless 50 um but it's i, I wish Destiny, i wish bungie had a vision and stuck with it rather than experimenting year after year and changing their their philosophy on the game. Seven-year beta. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. The other thing that Bungie is coming to realize is that they have a lot of great ideas, but when it comes to execution, sometimes things take up more effort than they realize, right? Whether it be the amount of development time that's required or the amount of, you know, uh, you know, employees that they need, whatever, whatever factors may exist. I feel like Bungie's coming up on roadblocks, despite having some really great ideas in the game. Um, I think for me, the new season is fun, but it's fun because I'm getting ready for the Vault of Glass. The Vault of Glass makes this season for me. If it wasn't for the Vault of Glass, I feel like the season would be pretty bad on its own, but because of the Vault of Glass, it makes up for it. 
Uh, and it's really interesting, Sherpa, you brought up something um, before the show that you really enjoyed how the expansions were uh, brought to us before Destiny 2 came out, back in Destiny 1 with expansions. Yeah, so I, I love the, like the, the, deal, the DLC drop in this game is probably some of the best that I've played in a very long time, you know, but, you know, I, I want to play the game. I want to level up and then I want to go do something else. You know, I, I don't like the, I don't like the drip and I don't like waiting a, a, a year, you know, before, you know, any real changes happen. Um, my thing's always been is I, I, you know, I get that the Dark Below, House, House of Wolves um, and all that, like that pace, because a lot of that content was from pre-release. And, you know, I know that that pace isn't sustainable and I know that they tried to do that. And it's how you got DLC that are like um, um, Mercury for this game, you know, and. Yeah, that's how you got Curse of Osiris and Warmind. Curse, yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I put that out of my mind. Warmind right. was, oh, Warmind was better, but yes. Curse of Osiris, oh my god, that was an abomination. But it's, it's, I, I want one big DLC a year, which it seems like we're getting, but I want a, another, you know, smaller DLC that's a legitimate DLC and not a, not a season, on, on like. You know, on the other six month drop, you know, if October is, you know, the big one, you know, six months later, I want a, you know, I want that smaller DLC. And then I'm perfectly fine with like this type of seasonal stuff on the, you know, the other, you know, the other six months. But, you know, I like those DLCs and I just, season pass just doesn't work for me. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you, you know, and it's like, and I haven't really played seasons until this season, right? Like last season, the last couple of weeks I played, you know, with Shadow Price. Gotcha, and really, wait, and you grinded. I, <laughs> I grinded so I can just play Grandmasters and I didn't get there. Um, but here's the thing. I think for me, the expansions that we got with Destiny 1, like... They were much more substantial, in my opinion. But also, Bungie wasn't on their own to develop that content. They actually had other studios supporting those efforts, like High Moon Studios, Vicarious Visions. That's why when Activision and Bungie split up, I think that you know there were some downsides to that arrangement that many people did not immediately consider. Now... Bungie has to figure out how do we release content at a cadence that keeps people happy but is also sustainable to their development team. And what's the answer? Do they partner with another studio to build out this side content while they build out that big expansion each year? Because that takes a lot of effort. So what do you both feel is the answer to that? It's, uh, I mean, it's like 
always an age-old answer, like, oh, you know, staff up, get more developers, get more people on board, you know. Um, usually that's sometimes the answer, you know, but partnering, you're right, with, like, you know, another publisher will definitely take some of the load off of them, I feel like, and be able to do more, possibly, with each uh, delivery who knows, maybe go back to the uh, old DLC format, you know, because if you think about it, like, how long did they do that for? They did it for what they did in D1. They did Dark Below and they did um, House of Wolves. And then we had Taken King for a whole year. Remember in D1? Like we mm -hmm. did have the April update, but we literally had Taken King for a whole year. Um, and... and Taken King was great. It was. But, but April update was kind of lame. Eh. Right. They brought that's that's when we got Chroma. That's when they brought Chroma and they brought like six yeah, it was free. Um and during Rise of Iron, we got Age of Triumph also came with Rise of Iron. So they really only brought like a DLC format that was non-expansion only for the first year of Destiny and only in Destiny 2 when they brought Curse of Osiris and Warmind. Every other time after that, it's either been a free update during the season or it's been seasons, basically. You know, because just like, you know, Cornholio said, it was, un you know, it wasn't sustainable for them to go with that pace that they did for the beginning of D1 and, you know, part of D2. I've said it a couple times, uh, you know, to friends. Bungie only does things in the extremes. They swing one way, then they swing hard the other way. Exactly. And eventually, they'll land on a happy meeting. You know, you just saw that they bought, uh, they got all that office space. Um, they're expanding. Right. You know, they're staffing up. Um, I know not all of it's destiny. How much of that is for matter? Exactly. <laughs> but but right? you know, I know that they like they've done those two big deals. Um taking cash from developers and their or the uh, production companies um like was it Tencent and all that um so you know I, I gotta figure that they're at least leveraging some of that money on destiny and eventually you know they're gonna hope to cash out on, I mean look at whatever versus become they're gonna cash out on destiny to uh eventually use it to those game development that they already used speaking of eververse how do you guys feel about them putting that uh emote that ever uh that volta glass bundle in eververse um seems a little i don't know they're really trying to cash in with the vog man like they're doing the jacket they're doing the ring they're doing the seal and now there's a eververse bundle for vog in eververse like Yes, but the raid itself is free for everyone, which. Right. You know, yeah. I think that I think that makes it OK, because at the end of the day, it would have been nice to get it in the raid, though, like it, to play it the raid would have and... been nice. Absolutely. And I think they they could have made an alternate like version of it that's exclusive to the raid, but is really rare. Or you can buy one 
that, you know, it looks a little bit different, but, you know, it, it, it looks different from the one that you earn, right? Like they could have given you an option and still made it where they can monetize. I'm I'm in a probably minority with Eververse. I've maybe bought like ten bucks in silver. I don't care about transmog. I don't care about cosmetics. Um, you know, I, I play with the same couple people every you know since Curse of Osiris, and they'll tell you I don't care about how my character looks. So, you know, it, to me, you know, the bundle and Eververse, you know, it's whatever. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't bother me as much because, again, the content is free, right? So they have to monetize somewhere. And if you think about it, like, I'd rather pay $150 for a jacket than pay for $150 worth of just digital currency, right? Like some developers don't give you a physical item that's actually really cool. And I'm sure they're not making a ton of money off those jackets. Oh, and if you, you know, a, a lot of that stuff is going to um, Bungie Foundation anyway. So I've thrown a lot of money at the uh, Eververse, not the Eververse, at the Bungie store on on a lot of the, you know, season stuff. I've been happy with most of it, but a lot of the quality on, on especially like the t-shirt prints is real hit or miss. Yeah. Um, how about the raid jackets? Have, have either of you picked up any of the raid jackets that Bungie has released in the past? Not yet, but I want I this have garden. One. You have garden. So how, have garden. how what, what's the quality like with the I, garden the, jacket? Do you think it was worthwhile your purchase um i mean the, the quality of it's great the my big problem with it is it took like nine months to come yeah it takes forever i hear yeah mm -hmm. and, and that was pre i'm pretty sure all that stuff was pre-covid so or at least most of it should have been pre-covid so a lot of that manufacturing stuff should have already happened oh if we buy this i may actually get it by winter time possibly yes <laughs> Yes, now now if you actually get this jacket, you know, you might actually get it by winter. Good timing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's gonna be, you know, one of those things where if you're a big Destiny fan and you have sentimental value to the Vault of Glass, I think you'll want the jacket. I want the jacket, so you know, I'm gonna wait nine months, whatever it is, to get it. Because it's my favorite raid, you know, it's worth it, right? Um, but not everybody will pick it up. It's not for everybody, but uh, it certainly is for me. But uh, other than that, um, you know, have you both been enjoying your time in the new season of The Splicer? Yeah, I mean, I, I've enjoyed what I've played so far. Um, the story is story's okay i mean i like the idea of it and i like the fact that you talk there's so much dialogue there is a lot of dialogue actually especially between like when you go to the place where the uh you you fought during the scourge of the past and you got all those fallen refugees there 
and there's a lot of lore like there, like that Ido, I believe it's like Mithrax's daughter or something, like yeah, talks to I remember you that. Like I remember that. a lot during that. Fills yeah. you in on everything, basically. Um, so I, I, I do appreciate that and I appreciate the little in-game cutscenes like with, between Osiris, Mithrax, and um uh, Saint 14 and things like that. You know, it's like an Icor Rays back in this, this season. So that's good as well. And I like the Vex, you know, you know how I am with the Vex. The Vex are my favorite race, you know. Talk to me when the real darkness gets here, though. So I might change my mind then. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's and and Vault of Glass. We know it's right around the corner. It's our favorite raid. Uh, you know, I know it's me and Cornholio's favorite raid. It's where we first got our like. You know, we we started really becoming like hardcore players. I felt like when we started playing that raid, and it's just it, it's cool to have it back in the game. You know, like I said, I like the idea of the 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 story behind it, and I like the weapons. I, I'm I'm finding some really cool weapons. That grid skipper pulse rifle, that thing's beastly in Crucible. It's beastly. It's really good. Like I I, I can't believe how good it is. Finally, a fast fire and pulse that actually is 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 good. You know, so and hung jury back in the game. I got one with Firefly. The other I night. wish the so. rolls were on hung jury were better. <laughs> well, Astacross just did a video. He got one that you can get a 0.67 time to kill. And apparently it's the box breathing surplus roll. So if you have a box breathing surplus roll, you might have yourself a god roll. Uh, I might have to check. I mean, I know I have... dude, I got one. Yes. Surplus and box breathing. That's what I have. What's the third perk next to the. Uh, is it like you got a flared magwell or something? Or uh, what is it? Ended mag and alloy magazine. Uh, and then well, I you have just throw like a scout rifle reloader on that extended barrel and well, there you poly. Go. poly you I have basically a god roll then, like with, with a precision uh, frame. Yeah, yeah. I just watched an ass across video. As long as you're aimed on sights after that 1.5 seconds, you get that damage uh, boost from the box breathing. And the surplus makes you get fast reload if you have charged abilities and things like that, too. So, um, man, I, I feel like I it's Christmas. What are the odds yeah. that I have a god roll? That's oh, your man. PvP one, and then probably a PvE one for that has Firefly on it. Apparently, box breathing that's the one for PvP. Okay, well, I'm gonna have to test it out. And Mod Sherpa, you said you have you have a you have one, right? I have one that is surplus and explosive payload. Okay. I, based off of what happened last season with um, Pally and everything like that, I'm not bothering to grind them out until it's the adept. Yeah, I know what you mean. See, I wanted to get one for the Vault of Glass. I'll get the adept one. I will get one, but I do want one for Saturday because I want to make sure I can get the raid ring and the jacket. The jacket, you have a bit more time. The raid ring, you have until, I believe, the 25th to get that completed. So you don't have a lot of time once the, the raid launches. So, Mod Sherpa, what do you do? in your downtime when you're not playing destiny um 
in my day-to-day life, I'm an electrical engineer. Um, I get to work on some very expensive equipment that unfortunately has me going back into the office um, because they don't let us take expensive toys home. And uh, I spend a lot of time on Twitch. Very cool. Very cool. So, like, what does an electrical engineer do exactly? Uh, that's kind of like it does. A, 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 they can do a lot of different things. I do um, software and um, hardware design. Uh, not so much on the software anymore. Um, and I get to work on some prototype equipment that will probably never see the light of day. A lot of concept kind of things. Like, uh, a lot uh, of a lot of circuit stuff. Gotcha. That's pretty cool. As, at one point, I think I wanted to do something similar to that. When I was in the military, I was in an engineer unit. It wasn't like electrical, though, or anything. It was like more like technical, you know, like drafting mm-hmm. and uh, surveying and all that stuff, basically. Mm-hmm. But, when I think of electrical, I think of dangerous and working with high voltage. Is your day-to-day mm-hmm. job considered like dangerous or? No, no, no. I, I work on circuits. Like the the closer analogy is like the the boards and the computer. You know, everything's pretty low voltage. Okay. Is it a lot of schooling? Uh, no. I only had you know my normal undergrad stuff. Oh, that's um, good. Some people do masters. Some people go for professional certifications. No real need. Well, that's that's good to know. What do you what do you enjoy the most about your job and what do you hate about your job? Uh, office politics. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like you can't escape that anywhere. That is very uh, true, my friend. Very true. <laughs> indeed. Uh, and just, you know, every day it's something new, a new challenge. So, Machirpa, Bungie bestows upon you the power to change or add three things into Destiny today. Choose wisely. What are the three things that you would add or change about Destiny to make the game better? Um, bring back Mountaintop. Um... I like I'm I'm a PVE player at heart, so you know Mountaintop just fits so well, um, and I still miss it. <laughs> mountaintop or coast? Um, just mountaintop. 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 Right. Just mountaintop. Okay. I I miss it. <laughs> I miss um, both mountaintop and recluse. Uh, recluse. Recluse would be number two. Um, I, I would that I think I'd be okay with it not being as good as it was but um you know still needs there's nothing like you know i i you know a lot of those ritual weapons were so perfect and you know it's um, funny i think they this is the main reason why they got you know they sunset it but that perk that breach and clear perk 
or mod that you can get from the artifact, I guess, is really strong. Oh, it's insane. It's insane. It's it's a, a te- you know, a tethered debuff or divinity that comes from a, you know, a special or a heavy weapon. That is yeah. insane. I think it's really interesting that you mentioned two weapons that were considered, I think, pinnacle weapons or something, yes. or I don't know what they call them. But yeah, they were and they were pinnacles. Yeah, and ritual weapons. I, ritual I, weapons are not the same. They're not as they're not as game breaking. <laughs> oh, they, they they yeah, like they're unique, but they're really nothing special. I, I feel like it. they keep taking away what makes the game special, right? Like since the Vault of Glass, right? Every raid that followed, I feel like they've been giving Dialing you less back. and less powerful stuff. Right, because they they because again game breaking right they but, couldn't but control they gave us that power. I mean, they did give us Galahorn too, like in like Vanilla Destiny, like right at the beginning, too. So. And right at the and, end too. And look what's not back in the game, too. Look what's not back, Galahorn, Icebreaker, Galahorn, yeah, Pocket but, Infinity. But... Oh my God, I love Pocket <laughs> Infinity. That should come back too. You know why? Vault of Glass, Vex, uh, all that, you know, that should also make a way back. Pocket Infinity's never coming back. It's the only exotic that they didn't update from year one of Destiny. It was just too hard to balance. I loved it. It was so fun and crucible. It just like fires like eight bolts, like, like in a row. And you just like melt your opponent, like over melt your opponent. It's hilarious. It was a fun gun. I liked it. I had a lot of fun with it. I wanted yeah, that. I, I've heard conspiracy theories that the reason that they gave us Breach and Clear is they're nerfing Anarchy. Mm, mm-hmm. So does that work well with uh, with Anarchy, too? Yeah, because well? every, every tick. Oh, my God. So the, the loadout I should be using is Anarchy and a grenade launcher in the secondary with that breach and clear uh mod. double grenade really uh yeah no the 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 new um the new uh over the new gr- the kinetic grenade launcher uh can roll with slide shot uh that's what you want wait wait which one's it wait there's a the, kinetic grenade launcher this season yes oh, yeah, yeah that's right that's oh i forgot the um yeah one of the uh new splicer weapons i forgot i i got it right in the beginning i think i got one or two and then i haven't got one since for some reason uh so i have to look at those rolls now slide shot huh okay only only one and it's also um it's also the only unsunset uh kinetic grenade launcher wouldn't you want to use hung jury though and like a a middle one of those special grenade launchers because i think you can get one of those grenade launchers from a strike like i can't remember what the name of it's called but it's an it's another weapon that they added this season uh to strikes i forgot the name of it but i think i know what you're talking about uh, um, ignition code is the kinetic empty vessel is the other one uh that's the uh one i got one with vorpal weapon and spike nades so i wonder if in genesis so i wonder if that'd be any good um what about the salvagers salvo grenade launcher i know that's another 
That yeah, that's from last season. That would probably be good too because you get the two when you get the ambitious assassin on it, and it comes with chain reaction, I think, as well. So, if you're not doing anarchy, I would do wither horde. Oh yeah, because that also has a debuff. Yeah, that would be good in Vogue because of all those ads. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really good too. Yeah, especially during conflux. The the whole the whole fight down there with the conflux and so and if you Oracle. end up using a wither horde, what would you use for your heavy? Probably code duello with lasting impressions. Yeah, I finally figured out how to use that lasting impression. Like I I thought it was trash at first, but apparently it's like a scorch cannon. It attaches and then it just yes. like detonates. After. So oh, wow. so what I figured out is you fire it and then you stun. Yeah, champion, uh, and then it's that's or, or stun and then fire type of thing. And keep them stunned. That's clever. I didn't think about that. Wow, that's 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 next level strats right there. Nice. Okay. Cool. So, going back to the question, what else would you change? Uh, Destiny. Bring back Menagerie and keep updating it. Like yeah, Menagerie was such a was such a great event and you know they just kind of never did anything with it um you know there's rooms of the ship you know every season you add a new room you know you close one off type of thing maybe two rooms and you just get a lot of variety of the season pat or the the you know the encounter so to speak uh you know what my answer is going to be uh cornholio I think you know what my answer is going to be. What's your answer? Well, it's uh, PoE. Bring back Prison of Elders. Um, it's my favorite three-man activity in uh, Destiny One because, like, it had a good loot loot table. It had the right amount of like challenge and enemies, and fun factor i enjoyed it i enjoyed enjoyed running in the prison and just running it over and over again like for some reason i liked that loop um i, I, I never did skull loss until it was irrelevant oh dude skull loss in the beginning oh my dude, god skull loss day one was just skull loss was raid out. level difficulty <laughs> like he was tough because you had to like balance all those ads and there's only three of you so it felt like the ads like were could have been equivalent to like four or five people worth how many ads were in that arena um and then having to dismantle the mines too and juggle the 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 we called it the taint or the poison whatever yeah. what have you um that was that was a fun encounter though i enjoyed it I never played Destiny 1 to, you know, for the, the challenges like that. You know, I played for the, the, you know, the fantasy RPG elements. And, you know, it wasn't until Grandmasters, really, that I actually even wanted to think about it. And first season of Grandmasters, I rage quit and never did another one <laughs> until last season. Yeah, I didn't do my first one till last season, but I ended up completing four different ones. I mean, I completed one a few, like one of the same a few times, but unfortunately, I didn't get a proving ground completion. I gotta, I don't, I hope it's not in the rotation this season. <laughs> um, 
uh, for Grandmasters. And I didn't, what is the other one? I didn't get a chance to do the um, Warden of Nothing one. Uh, I just ran out of time before the season ended. So, but the good thing is it carried over. So it says I have four out of six. So I just need to do two more. But yeah, uh, I, I like Prison of Elders. I, yeah, I, War- I hope it finds its way back into D2. Warden wasn't too bad. Yeah. You know, I also think that uh, the... Um, I, I really hope they bring back Crota's End. Because I really enjoyed it. Oh, they will. They're going to bring back all the raids from D1. Like I, I hope times. they do. Yeah. I well, Crota's maybe that would be the only one that I would be iffy, but I definitely would think they would bring the, the other two, King's Fall and Wrath of the Machine, because they did say in our interview, like, um, I guess it was Metro, somebody, a, a publication called Metro did an interview with uh, people at Bungie, and they said that they're not done with SIVA yet. So we could see SIVA back at some point. You know, it's funny. I miss Crota more than I miss Vogue. But I also did Crota a lot more than I did Vogue. Yeah, I mean, we did Crota quite a bit, too. Yeah. Crota was a lot more accessible. Yeah, because you could two-man it. Like, when it... Yeah, it became like a glorified strike before they went and updated it and changed the whole bridge encounter to where you have to... I I really enjoyed Crota's end. Like, I really hope they do find a way to bring it back in some capacity like for me i enjoyed vault of glass more personally because of the weapons because it was the first raid because of the vex and everything about that raid just felt really special to me um it felt like the perfect raid that was top tier in every sense from the music from the art direction to the enemies to the weapons that we got uh, from the armor that's going to be the the armor set that i'm going to transmog guaranteed the armor set from the vault of glass yeah i mean that raid was the basis of a lot of their like the d1 raids because i mean if you think about it what the, the during that templar encounter you do three encounters there you do the uh, conflux the oracles and the templar you know and, and then even in the final stage you do the gatekeeper and atheon in the same room you know just like in uh what was it in crota's end you do the death singer and crota in the same room um in uh king's fall you do the the sisters and or the daughters and oryx in the same place so and and the final boss of uh wrath of the machine axis so yeah it seems like that that first raid was a you know it, a stepping stone, a basis for all the other raids going forward. No, I think you're right. Yeah. You know, Crota gets a lot of hate, but if you really think about it, it was the original Riddler. <laughs> oh, yes. Why am I not getting the context? Why am, why am I not? The raid lair. Oh, Riddler! Yeah. Oh, I, th- I thought you said Riddler. Like the no, Riddler. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said Riddler. I'm like the Riddler. I mean, he had like a green outfit on and in a with question marks all over. <laughs> oh, either I mean, you know, either worlds. You know, you had all the short. Yeah, I did. Uh, controversial 
take. I Battle Price like really enjoyed uh, Spire of Stars. I, you know what? I did like that raid a lot more than Eater of Worlds. Um, I did not like Eater I, of Worlds. I, I did not like. And I did not Spire. like Leviathan. I did not like Leviathan either. That's that's my least favorite raid in all of all of the He's Destiny lying. universe. He loved it. He's lying. He really I enjoyed didn't. it. Mm-mm. Especially the I, final. I'd be happy fight. to never do I'm that sorry. raid again. <laughs> well, guess what? You might you may never get to do that raid again. Sweet. I'm still <laughs> pissed that like everybody is that's getting the sleeper catalyst now, and it's like I absolutely hated um Spire, and I made sure I got the sleeper catalyst when it was going away. Oh man, speaking of that. I got. I think I have it. I have to try to. That's going to be viable probably in Vogue against. Mm, uh, not likely. Water. No. Okay. No, because it didn't get the full buff that uh, fusions were that that the linear fusions were supposed to. What would we use against Templar and Atheon, like for heavy? We're going to talk about that. We have a uh-huh. whole segment built around the vault of glass and getting ready for it what weapons we will be using so we'll talk about that just a little bit (laughs) stay tuned for that but before we dive into that we have a few more questions for mod sherpa next one that we have is mod sherpa what is your favorite movie of all time and what is your favorite album of all time um favorite movie um like the 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 go to as a kid was Cool Runnings, and you know that kind of still holds a special place in my heart, even though I don't think it's a particularly great movie. Um, and favorite album, um, I'm an old soul, um, and without a net by the Grateful Dead. Nice, nice. Now I want to go bobsledding. <laughs> oh, peace be the journey. <laughs> peace be the journey. <laughs> Shadow Grace, what about you? Favorite movie and favorite album? Favorite movie is easy. That's Shawshank Redemption. Oh, good one. Um, like it. And uh, favorite, oh my God, favorite album. That's a tough one. I mean, my favorite band is Tool. Um, but favorite album, oh my God. Uh, they have every one of them is like a masterpiece that they have. I, geez, I, I I'll, I'll tell you my favorite song. It's "Sober" by Tool. Um, I don't know if I can say my favorite album though. You would think that "Undertow" would be my favorite album because that song is on that album. But man, I I don't know if I can do that. I, they there's so many of their songs are so good. Like so, their music is just. They don't have a bad song. Tool. They don't. They don't have one bad song. It's like, can you say that about any other band? It's like they don't have one bad song at all. Not one bad song. (laughs) No. No, they don't. What do you think of their latest album? Do you think they lived up to the way? At first, uh, it was, you know, it had to grow on me. Because I was like, huh, it's different. It's a lot different from what, you know, Mater doesn't scream on any of the songs. It's very melodic. He he does a great job with the vocals. 
uh, especially on like Fear Inoculum and Numa. Um, and you know, there's just in the songs are very long. I mean, that that's that's a you know staple of Tool, as it is. But I really like it. I really do. I think some of the muse, some of the songs on there, some of their best work, um, as far as guitar, drums, and vocals go. I think it's I think it's incredible. Well said. Well said. So I think my favorite movie, I'm kind of torn between Fight Club and Wedding Crashers. Like very <laughs> different movies, but great for Wedding their Crashers, own respects. Right? That's up there for me too. And like, of my favorite comedies, that's like up there, number one almost. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh such a great great movie pretty classic um so i don't know which one i would pick between those two that would be really tough but uh hmm first albums go like i i think i don't know destiny music i mean it's cheesy for me to say that but i kind of want to say like the destiny album the first one because i think oh my God. so like it, wait you're had... talking like music of the Music of the Spheres? No, no, not moon, not Music of the Spheres. I know. I mean, that, I know that, that is awesome, about. actually. That like, is amazing. Almost, too, in its yeah, own right. that, that is an amazing piece of music. Yeah. But just like the original expansion music for Destiny, I feel like that to me is just. Vanilla Destiny. Like the, yeah. all of like the Destiny like, one no, soundtrack. Like, like not the original soundtrack. Bad. Yeah. From the yeah, Sepix music to. Just everything was so good. The Nexus Strike. Nexus, music. yes. The, thank the you. Vex. That's the, the track. Vex. It's called The Vex. I love that track. Oh my God. When it kicks in, it's just like that bass is just, oh, it's nice. Very nice. Mm. Thing of beauty. And I'm, that's what I'm going to love with the Makes Vogue me want to go and play Destiny 1 right with now. With Vogue coming back this weekend, are they bringing that music too? Because that music is fire. That's a Vogue. good question. Let me tell you. I, I think so. I think Bungie would do would bring the music back when that music kicks in when you're about to like uh kill atheon like when you get his health bar down like to a third and then that music kicks in oh man that that's that's good stuff right there yeah i'm excited i can't wait so we're gonna talk about the vault of glass raid prep but before we do we have one more question for mod sherpa to wrap up our discussion with the guardians so, Machirpa, what is next for you? What is what? What is next for you? As far as I... Like, what what are you planning on doing in terms oh. of your content? Do you have any plans? Um, uh, any upcoming plans for the raid? Um, If my family stuff falls through, I'll probably be offering myself up as a filler for any of my friends that need it. But um, beyond that, um, I'm actually building another PC uh, with a Ooh. 3080 in it because um, nice. I'm using it as a I will be using it as a stream PC, but okay. I'm also going to be traveling for work. So. Um, uh, just that's my next project. Uh, and then anything else after that is. Uh, who knows? EBD. 
Very, very cool. Well, Maud Sherpa, thank you so much for joining us for the discussion with the Guardians. And we have much more to talk about here on the Destiny Show. We're going to talk about the Vault of Glass and how to get ready for the new raid. Uh, so let's let's dive into that. So the first thing that I want to talk about is progression in Destiny 2 Season of the Splicer. What do you both think about the progression this season? I know that the level cap is slightly different this season. It went from a plus 20 to a plus 10. Or from a plus 50 to a plus yeah. 10. 50 to a plus 10, excuse me. Yeah. So that's quite quite a big jump. However, I'm not seeing any plus threes drop from any of the pinnacles. I think the highest that I'm no. seeing is a plus two from certain they're, activities. They're they're only plus twos, and that's exo exo challenge pre presage uh, prophecy. Empire hunt. Um, sorry, not presage, but it will after the hot fix. Uh, Empire hunt, which. That that uh you know week one that was probably the only real real challenge. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Say I'm happy it's only ten this season. Um, you know you can hit your plus ten, you know for the for the armor. You can hit your fifteen for what you need for um grandmasters, and you're done. You know then you can be casual. They slowed the progression way down though. You know, and, and I knew they were going to do that, like with it going from plus 50 to plus 10. And the thing is, is like, here's the question. Who's been screwed by RNG so far? <laughs> Raise your hand. Hey, <laughs> I got uh, four pairs of boots in a row. Four. It, on my Titan. It, it's not Destiny if you're not getting screwed by RNG. Yep. Um, but I really don't think the progression has slowed down that much. I mean, I was burning, you know, you know, when the DLC drops, I'm burning through all the content anyway, and I'm at, you know, powerful cap, you know, week one usually anyway. I'm definitely like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not a pinnacle cap, though, right now. I'm like, no, no, no but but that you're hit, you hit that, you know, the equivalent of last season of the 1300. I got a 1316 primary and energy to drop in a row. And that literally leveled me up because I had a plus 12 or plus 13. Oh, no, no, I had a plus 11. I had a plus 11. So. 
that leveled me up a lot uh, across all three characters. So I think uh, last night was really rewarding uh, with Iron Banner. Yeah, it was the opposite for me. I mean, two two of the drops were rewarding, and then the other two, they were the same. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> what did you guys get your uh, highest character up to? It's at thirteen twelve. Mine's still. I haven't broke through thirteen thirteen yet. Minus um, the, before the artifact, obviously. That's what I'm talking about. Thirteen fifteen on my hunter, and I still have most pinnacles on my warlock, and I haven't touched my titan this week. That's wow. so awesome! Wow. Our RNG last week was pretty good. Uh, this week, not so much. Wow. You know, yeah. I'm in the same boat you are, like the 13, 16 weapons. So it should should be decent for my my warlock. It's funny though, I actually understand how they did the uh the cap this you know, how they how they're doing the drops this season. Whereas the powerful tier ones in the tier twos, they just basically drop at your power, basically. So it's for gap fill and it's 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 in place of what you use the season pass for, basically, to mm-hmm. fill gaps. And then obviously you get your plus ones and your plus twos from the pinnacle sources. Um, so it's uh does the tier threes are they also at power or is that a plus one or the tier threes? Uh I mean Hawthorne's bugged in that it doesn't say Pinnacle, but it's a plus one. But that's been the case since uh, since they did that. I feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that one has been a plus one for me. Um, and yeah, in fact, yeah, for me too. So I was missing a helmet. I had a thirteen eleven helmet, and if I got a thirteen fourteen helmet, that would level me up. Uh, and I go to Hawthorne, and she had an engram for me that was thirteen fourteen turn it in and of all the drops it gives me that helmet man i was so happy so my my leveling has been very like rewarding and i still have one character left to level up um i haven't touched any of my iron banner items on on my uh i think uh warlock and if i turn in it's funny you mentioned gap filling because if you if I turn in the powerful bounties, they will level up my 1311 items that are on that character up to a 1313. So that's going to be a plus two just from doing that. And if I get a helmet, gauntlets, and a chest piece, that's going to level me up from a 1313 to a 1314. And then I can start doing all the pinnacle stuff on that character. So that's and and I haven't even touched the Iron Banner items. So I, I think I have a good chance of leveling up to maybe thirteen sixteen on that character. My highest is thirteen fifteen, and that's my Titan. Um, but I'm I'm. Hoping I can push a little bit past that, maybe to thirteen sixteen or thirteen seventeen. Yeah, I've got four more Iron Banner bounties to turn in on my Titan, and there's still a few pinnacles that I haven't done yet on that character, and I haven't even touched my Warlock yet. So, 
Um, we both found any like really efficient method for leveling your characters to progress faster. I mean, you you it's the same old you ping pong. You know, you start with one, do all the pinnacles, move to the you know move everything over, do the second, do all those pinnacles, do the third. Next week, you start with that highest. And then you just keep going back and forth. Um, that's how I've always done it. And, you know, I won't say I min-max, you know, like I never did DSC every week. When it was a pinnacle, I'm probably not going to do Vogue every every week. But, it, you know, you'll hit that pinnacle easily enough. No, I totally agree with that. And I, I think for me, um, I found that your leveling should be dependent on like where you're currently at if your character is not 1310 then you should not do anything pinnacle just do your powerfuls first because uh -oh. the pinnacles will be your only way to level up after you hit that soft cap of 1310 um yes and no i mean if if you're very close to 1310 yes but unless you're going to hit that 1310 that week, it doesn't really matter. Right. And you're probably better off actually doing those pinnacles because you know it's the you know it's gonna get you to that 1310 quicker. Right. Yeah. Because correct me if I'm wrong if I'm wrong, they pinnacles drop after the soft cap, right? Basically. Yeah, or, you you can still you can do the or you have access to pinnacles after the soft cap. I mean, you'll have access to some of them. You know, you won't be able to do a 1340, 1340 uh, Empire Hunt, but, you know, right, yeah. you know, the 100K on the Nightfall, the Exo Challenge, you know, stuff like that. And they're big bumps for somebody that's still grinding out for the, the power. Yeah. Hopefully they'll get the leveling system, like... Because leveling has always, it, it's been convoluted for ever, it seems like, in Destiny. It's its not like other games when it comes to the leveling. Um, it's just very RNG-based. And I guess that's how it's mostly always been. You know, Forever 29 in D1. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Is the game going to be more rewarding now? than it was back then in Destiny 1 with Vault of Glass? It probably I will be. So. I hope so. In, in D1, they were very stingy with the loot. Like, the my first, like, in Vanilla Destiny, I didn't get my first Legendary for at least a month, I think. But I didn't play as, I didn't play, though, as much as, like, I would in this next few seasons after that initial first month. <laughs> Okay, so I don't know if they talked about this, but are they bringing back Ascendant Shards? We have Ascendant Shards. They're exotic now, basically. The Ascendant Shards are what you need to fully masterwork a piece of gear. Let me let me rephrase that. You're right. You're saying for, they... for weapon leveling type stuff? or Yeah, are they going to have a separate currency for the Vault of Glass for no, weapon so. armor leveling? No, they're gut, done with, they're gut, done with yeah, that. Gut, no, gut reaction is going to use spoils. And, and I okay. hope you save those spoils because right now DSC basically drops like nothing. I don't know if you caught that this season. Uh, DSC now drops 
as much spoils as the other raids do, like Last Wish and Garden. Well, then I'll be farming Vogue for more spoils, then, if that's the case. And it's funny, like, I had, um, I had spoils in my uh, Postmaster at the end of last season. I deleted them, figuring I needed this space. And, you know, my, you know, my inventory is still full of it, but I'm just thinking how useful that would have been for Vogue. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. So what about weapons? What weapons will you be bringing into the Vault of Glass for that day one? We got Mod Sherber go first. Um, I feel like Wither Horde, Anarchy, Xeno, um, Code Duello. Um, I think it really depends on and whatever, you know, is needed for the, um, the mods, you know, just off of the, the class items. Uh, the, the, um, on the champions. So there'll probably be a scout, you know, a, an auto. What about, uh, either a lament or is I don't see that happening just because, or at least lament, just because of the, um, yeah. uh, with how be, it ends up working yeah. out. Yeah, well, lament probably lament wouldn't be good. Especially be against a, good... a Templar. You wouldn't be using lament against a well, Templar. Right, but I'm saying for the Conflux phase. It would, like, well, one-shot well, you. Hear me out. Against the Conflux phase, the lament might be a good option because mm, you have not, enemies running at you. With... Not with the fanatics, <laughs> not with the fanatics yeah, that put fanatics, their green right. crap right. all over the place. <laughs> and you know, there's going to be those, you know, there's going to be wyverns in there. There's going to be champs. Oh man, wyverns. There's, so that, we're going to want, we're going to want gonna be very be hectic one or two in, Titan bubbles that in that space, like even more hectic than it was before. Just, just think about all those additions, the wyverns, the champions, um, you know, on top of, you know, having fanatics in there and minotaurs and regular goblins and hobgoblins and oh my, <laughs> you know, every flavor of X you can think of is going to be in that arena. Are there any perks that you're going to want to unlock? I know there is a very special perk. Christian Claire. <laughs> I'm I'm going to start using that. Yeah, I'm going to start using that bre oh, breaching clear. I think, too. I'm gonna I'm gonna get some uh, use, play a few nightfalls with that, and see how it uh how it goes. Because I haven't had a chance to do it yet. I just uh, I think yeah. I locked it. So I'm still like 500k XP wear from it. Um, that th you know that's an incredible perk and. I think that and the unstoppable grenade launcher you know that's a dangerous and great combo yeah they might just do barrier and overload then <laughs> so they, if uh if that's the case probably in the raid they don't unless they'll do all three and they might do all three too who knows <clears throat> and i also heard that deathbringer is really really good uh, yes, because of the, the Warmind Cell from Void. Yeah. 
Uh, so if you are able to masterwork your uh, Deathbringer, it helps to bring that into the raid. I think only one person needs to bring that in. I don't think everybody needs to have that, but one person having that would be really beneficial, especially during the Atheon encounter. So are, are we going to be uh, seeing any changes to the Templar act activity? I know there is going to be a challenge that's being introduced, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in the Bungie weekly update segment. So what will be a good um, weapon loadout to have for the Templar encounter? Probably that, um, what is it? Uh... Something with someone with precision, right? Like for Templar, like well for the Templar itself, since he's got a crit spot. I mean, do you think barrier weapons will work too? Since it's a, uh, he's got the shield and everything. Oh wait, no, oh, his that... shield drops, doesn't it? His shield drops when. Yeah. Well, yeah, because we'll use the relic, drop the shield. So I'm guessing, yeah, um, maybe Deathbringer would work too on him. Shoot Do you think it having out a from a bubble? might be beneficial? Yeah, one, one person, person with div, div, probably. Yeah. Uh, I, I think so. I think div is actually going to probably take a back seat um, just at least this season because of Breach and Clear. Oh, um, um, unless, you're, unless you're all running Whispers uh, for the easier getting um, the crit, I don't see any reason to run div just because of the uh, the mod. Breach and clear, unless they modify the perk somehow. But I don't, I don't see... Not by Saturday. That. Not by Saturday. Uh, um, yeah, so I think that's a good... That's really solid advice with that. And um, I think having two Hunters, two Titans, and two Warlocks would be a good balance because that way you have your titan bubbles uh or even maybe one titan bubble and then having a um chaos reach um i'm actually thinking Ur ursa's might be very good ursa and yeah ursa might be a one really one ursa and a, and, a, and a bubble too so you can dip yeah. in you know, from the bubble for you get weapons of light and then shoot behind ursa shield uh yeah i think that would work um but are they going to change anything up when it comes to how the boss you know how he paths you know how the templar is gonna you know move about the arena like is the optimal location to do dps from that back area basically like how it was in d1 where you would just pop a bubble there and then oh just well, behind that up. right pillar yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're talking about. I, I think there's a very good chance that a lot of your old D1 strats are still going to work. One of the things that they said is they wanted it to. It's not supposed to be a different raid. You know, it's going to play very much the same. I think they're going to gate his health, though. I think they're going to have I, gates on the health. I don't know because I, I, I think one of the challenges is probably going to be no teleport. Hmm. Yeah, that probably will be. Yeah, 
but we're gonna be doing so less damage though with 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 contest mode being on um i mean because it i i imagine that we're they're not gonna just let us like go to town on them you know without having some sort of disruption happening like you're gonna have to pay attention to ads because they'll probably be able to one bang you like the the snipers up on the pillars you know the hobgoblins mm -hmm. i'm sure there's gonna be minotaurs roaming around I'm sure well, that's why you be... have warlock well, you know, and if you have Titan that can make orbs, then you're covered. You say all that, but you don't but... know how hard it's going to hit, how hard those enemies are going to hit. We haven't done VOG since, you I know. I mean, they're going to hit like, really hard with, on. With a contest like, mode. Contest mode. So. That's kind of a given, but I think that it's going to be manageable as long as you have the right supers. I think that's going to be essential having the right supers is going to keep you alive uh, so you can do damage and clear all of the ads. Right. They're not going to make it so difficult because to get worlds first, you do have to beat the raid and then do a challenge mode with some triumphs that you have to accomplish. And if you fail at any part of those triumphs at any point, it automatically wipes you. And you have to start basically over from that, that, uh, that triumph or something so yeah it's going to be interesting um how they do things differently this time around especially with the raid you know being familiar to a lot of guardians and they're still pursuing with uh day one well um, i mean that, that's it's more it's less that it's a new, a new raid more that it's um it's like the hard mode world's first. You know, it still meant something. Yeah. And that's why they're doing it different because it is a returning raid. Um, you know, they have to throw a different wrinkle in there saying, oh, the challenge mode is going to be active for 24 hours after, yeah. you know, for a full 24, for the first 24 hours. And then once you, once you beat it, you can access it. And then it doesn't come back until later in the season when they bring the hard mode i go i go into mars yeah I, I that was my that was my thing i used to go into mars with my galley in my um celestial nighthawk <laughs> galley and celestial on that gatekeeper um no galley this time so um i i don't know i may i may go with the hunter though for the celestial because they did dis disable the um star eater scales for the Did they first say hours. Uh, yeah, because of it, it was doing too much damage against uh, uh, the enemies when the suit when it was uh, proccing your super and things like that. It was it was the damage numbers were off the chart apparently. So they couldn't mitigate the damage enough to not have everybody run six hunters using Star Eater scales and just destroy everything <laughs> in the raid. And they disabled it only for contest mode, correct? Only for contest for the first 24 hours. Yep. Gotcha. So, hey, could be a good exotic to get for after contest mode because it will be re-enabled and apparently it will be game-breaking. So, you know, could be something to try out in the new raid mm -hmm. 
And then lastly, we have the Atheon encounter, which is probably, you know, the most iconic raid encounter that Destiny has had. In the past, we would use Gallerhorns to take down the boss along with sniper rifles. With the new meta and with grenade, la grenade launchers being so useful with the new perk mods that are being introduced with the new season. How will this change that final encounter? Are more I really think it's going to be a double grenade launcher fight? meta. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Double double grenade, maybe a scout for taking down oracles. Scout, pulse, you know, I think you, you maybe even an auto. Yeah, you you've got yeah. options in that in that can you know that primary slot, you know, attic or, or energy, but you're going to see double nade. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Bungie changes things up on us and makes things interesting. And the drops, man, I'm ready to get my Fatebringer and my Praetorian Foil and Vision of Confluence. So I'm, I'm excited. I am ready to go. And uh, we have one more thing to talk about tonight. We have a Bungie weekly update. and. Shadow Price, do you want to dive into what we got this week in the Bungie Weekly Update from Cosmo? Absolutely. Um, he uh, we've basically he goes on to say that it, it, this is about the Vault of Glass. We're they're cracking open the Vault of Glass, um, and we're a week into the season of the Splicer, and you know we we just mentioned that. Everybody's been grinding up, getting some new drops and playing the override mission and get your hung juries, playing Iron Banner. You guys all enjoying all that? Or you guys having fun? Doing uh, Iron Banner's Iron Banner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely is. It, it, uh. it's, it, it's basically one extreme to the other. You either wreck or you get wrecked. That's <laughs> basically what, what's been happening. Yeah, I think for me, I've been enjoying Iron Banner this season more than previous seasons, although I do wish that the drops were a little bit more rewarding. It sometimes feels like I'm just playing to get that pinnacle drop at the moment. So that, I that's the only reason I play. <laughs> right. So like, I, I think there just needs to be greater incentives to play Iron Banner beyond just the pinnacle drop. and. Um, you know, it's it's a fun activity. I just think they need. It needs more a shake reward. up. I think it needs a shake up, a little bit. Like I think it needs uh, armor. It needs just more more stuff, more weapons, more. I would more. like to see them introduce some PVE elements to Iron Banner. Um, I know that would be asking a little too much, but like have some sort of storyline go with it. Like, I'm not saying Season of the Iron Banner. I'm just saying when, you know, when it comes around, like, have some sort of, like, quest things you have to do. Like, Didn't they kind what, of do that with the Rise of Iron? A little bit, yeah, because it was it was centered around Lord Saladin. I, 
I think what you what would shake things up is you give Iron. I know I know it's nothing new, but I think you give Iron Banner a title, you know, associated with it uh, that takes all three seasons to do, or not all three all three Iron Banners to do. You rework the token system more in line with the Umbral stuff, so that people can focus it and give people what they want. You know, like right now, the the shotgun and the machine gun aren't dropping from um, tokens or from after game matches. You basically have three shots at each of them. Right, that's true. Yeah, do you feel like they did that intentionally? Are they gonna fix that? Uh, not, by next not, Iron Banner, it's it's not going to be fixed by this Iron Banner. So if you want to get those guns, you have to do like you said. You have to do those que- those quests on your character. Well, that's annoying. But now, yeah, is that intentional? Are they, are they doing this intentionally, or is this? They say no. it's a bug, but like sometimes you have to wonder. <laughs> sometimes. I really wonder, is this intentional? For example, some of the pinnacle drops are not pinnacle. And it happens every time. It feels like they're doing it to nerf your progression more than anything else sometimes. Bungie nerf your progression? No. (laughs) I mean, that same thing happened during Curse of Osiris. Remember when we, we were throttled? Like our XP was throttled. Like this time it's yeah. I mean Happy Holidays, Guardians. You have to grind even more. I know, right? <laughs> I, I had no no shame. I did the AFK Forge thing because I didn't, you know. Oh, I, I did it too. I did it too. Yeah. <laughs> same. Same thing, same. I got all of my characters maxed up and then I you know, I, I logged in on a friend's account that um was away traveling and started AFK for them. Oh my god. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, now we're going to go on and talk about uh Vault to Glass and the preparations. Prepare to start. Uh it's titled. So, it goes on to say that Saturday is nearly upon us. Uh this weekend, May 22nd, Guardians will venture forth into the Venus to take on the Vault of Glass. The contest mode will be active, and we have a few rewards for those brave enough to enter, including is the world's first title. As shown back in April, they have a belt. And here's a recap for the rules of engagement. So Vault of Glass will launch contest mode enabled for 24 hours, and that starts at 10 a.m. Pacific on Saturday, May 22nd. That's this Saturday for everybody keeping count. Uh, You will need to be at 1,300 power at the cap for all encounters, uh, clearing the raid with contest mode active is the first step to access the new challenge mode in the director. So you have to do that first before you can uh, get worlds first. So, so there's uh, there's more. You have to next com- complete each encounter in the newly unlocked challenge mode while also finishing a curated list of triumphs, which is, which is how your fire team crosses the world's first finish line. And to remove the guesswork, they said in challenge mode, your team will wipe if you fail the conditions of the triumph during the encounter. Um, they go on to say there is a link to a help article that covers all the details. And if you want to go for the belt, please make sure to review the content so everybody's uh, clear about what you need to do. 
And they, just like we talked about earlier, the Star Eater Scales, the Hunter Exotic, will be disabled for the first 24 hours of the vault going live. And C is the team discovered as an issue with some abilities being granted a bit more damage than intended. And they didn't want hunters to race around like they did in Garden Games, uh, you know, to victory. So they'll be uh, put in the exotic, you know, on a, in a timeout. So plan ahead if you want to go forward. He says, plan ahead and make sure you have another pair of pants infused to appropriate power levels before heading into the raid. You guys got another pair of pants on board that you're going to use? I don't even have it. <laughs> okay. I don't so. hunter. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know yet if I'm going to be... I'm going to go with the class that is needed. I'm going to have all three ready, and each... if Whatever we need, I'll bring, <laughs> basically. So that's kind of like where I'm sitting on that, because neither one's going to be able to do more damage than the other. We're capped at 1,300. We're capped for the first 24 hours. Um, so... That's uh, that that keeps it uh, uh, even playing field. Now, here's the so. question that I have: If you back out during any part of that raid, does that disqualify you? If you end up switching characters, for example, does no. that impact the worlds first? No, because they've had people drop out. Of... Right, just you need substitute substitutes and things like that. Because some people. Your your uh, internet goes out, you know, you lose power, you know, anything like that, you know, shit happens. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. So uh, now they want to take a look at some of the bungee awards that will be available for those who brave the vault. Um, world's first encounter. So basically, one of the things you can earn, you know, this is everybody. If you complete the Vault of Glass, you get the, you can get access to the ring, the Vault of Glass ring, which is uh, the reward for those looking for the perfect reward. It says, will you raid with me? Guardians who complete the Vault of Glass before May 25th, um, 2021 at 9.59 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time will unlock the Vault of Glass raid ring for purchase from the Bungie store. So you, that's, what, three days, basically? So you got to complete it within three days uh, to be able to earn the right to purchase the ring. And then you can claim your reward by June 30th and make your purchase by June 30th. Um, you got to claim it by 9.59 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time, and you got to claim it by 11.59 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, or it'll be lost to time. So that's <clears> the <throat> ring. <laughs> who uh who here is getting the ring will it be lost in the dark corners of time the world may never know uh so there's a jacket too the jacket quest uh for those seeking the perfect armor to protect them from the vex elements uh guardians who complete the vault of glass by june 1st so you have a little bit longer june 1st 2021 9:59 a.m pacific daylight time will unlock the vault of glass raid jacket for purchase from the bungee store and that also you have to claim your reward by june 30th 9 59 a.m pacific daylight time and make your purchase by 11 59 p.m pacific daylight time 
and then uh, if you want to get that raid jacket. So, and there's more. Uh, they said there's a few more bungee rewards up for glad grabs. Uh, be sure to check out your bungee rewards page for details on the Vault of Glass pin. And there's an art print, a Vault of Glass art print, and a Raise a Glass emblem. Of course, there will be legendary loot for you to earn, and the, they're going to leave those items to uh, for us to uncover as you make your way down to the vault. And I think we know what those legendary, what that legendary loot's going to be. <laughs> if anybody you know who played D one and now who's watched any kind of video like people doing data mining and things like that, so we kind of know what those rewards are going to be, right? Fatebringer, yeah. Definitely. Um, so who's getting the jacket? Anybody? And probably not the... Yeah. No? Probably not. <laughs> what? Um, you said you have the garden jacket, right? Yeah. How do you like it? I mean, I got no problem with the, like, the quality or anything. Like that. I'm just, you know, what is it, like $300? Something. Oh, it's like 150 150 it's just it's it's super expensive you know it's expensive for what how's it the, is how's the material how's the, the material mean? the material quality and everything was fine it's just the time you know yeah. by, by the time you actually get it it tends to lose a lot of the significance you know, and how meaningful it is yeah i yeah, mean i know what you mean but I think more than ever, this is like the one to get because if there's any raid that I would want the jacket for, it would be the Vault of Glass. So I think I'm going based on that alone. Even if it's if it means waiting a year to get it, like it sucks. But at that point, it is what it is. You want to commemorate your experience. <laughs> um. So they go on to talk about uh, crossplay that we could have a beta coming our way. Well, it's not cool. We do we have are. a beta coming our we way. We have <laughs> a beta coming our way. Um, they said that they uh, there were some people who got to experience it early. Uh, they said it was a bug, and that players uh, were playing on different platforms, and they thought it was awesome. And uh, they said their goal is to ship it in season fifteen. And they want to do a few things before it's ready. So they're going to launch a beta for it. So this is available for everybody. They say you were formally invited to the Destiny 2 crossplay beta. It'll serve as a short and sweet, important moment in the development of this feature. And it's from May. It goes live May 25th and it goes all the way through to May 27th. So it's uh, three day, two days, two full days, basically. Um, a unique Vanguard Strikes crossplay beta playlist. That's what they're going to roll out. It's going to be a Vanguard Strikes crossplay beta. It'll be available for all players in Destiny 2, and you'll be match made with other Guardians on PlayStation, Xbox, Steam, and Stadia. And they're going to be uh, scouring through the data uh, while we do the strikes uh, so they can perform the actions to test the uh, integrity of the crossplay system. And as your token, a token of their appreciation, they're going to offer everyone who participates in three strikes from that beta with this really cool emblem called the Starcrossed emblem. And it looks pretty cool. Very colorful. Kind of cool. I like it. 
Yeah, cool that, that emblem is is really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a it's a nice emblem, and it's really nice for them to share that nice crossplay is coming next season. So that's that's really cool for them to do. Yep, and they said it's going to be restricted to be in a match made activity, so you won't be able to form a fire team yet, uh, and you won't be able to send friends invites. But they're for targeting the, for the beta, yeah, for the beta, yeah, and they're yeah. targeting their matchmaking systems uh, as they prep for uh, the future next season. So, what do you guys think of this? I think we, we knew we were going to get a beta just off of what happened at launch. Um, I think this is the right approach, and I think we'll also see probably a Crucible or two. That's really where it's more likely to run into problems. Yeah, this is at reset too, guys. Yeah. Uh, May 25th. Yeah, this is happening. Uh, looks like at reset some point and going for a couple days are you guys yes. gonna take part in this beta do you want that emblem i mean yeah, yeah I mean, of course it's it's emblem. three strikes <laughs> <laughs> i know three strikes and you're and, out <laughs> and, and those are probably gonna count towards your pinnacle anyway so yeah there you go not? You get a well they did drop say it was gonna be a separate playlist so um because yeah. it's gonna show it's gonna say like a, the crossplay beta i think basically yeah but uh, you know like you're but the thing is like you, you've got crucial stuff that's you know the same pedicle across multiple playlists true we'll just have to see regardless i'm definitely going to take part because i want to help test the system and uh, it'll be cool to get that uh emblem too so and get some sweet loot out of it so win-win yeah so there's uh, some new Prime Gaming rewards. Uh, looks like a Vigi Wing, Corn's favorite. And uh, wow. looks like it's the emblem, or uh, you get an <laughs> ornament. You can get an ornament with it. And then there's like, it looks like a sparrow. It look, that's the Ravager's Ride Exotic Sparrow. It looks like a gun, but apparently it's a sparrow. <laughs> and then there's a House of uh, Light Legendary Ghost Projection. So that's the Prime rewards for this uh, time around. And there's some hot fix uh, in plan uh, for next week. 3.2.0.2. And see, here are some of the uh, issues that are being addressed. Uh, completing the eight bounties for the Splicer Server to Weekly Challenge will now correctly award Pinnacle Gear. So that's going to get fixed next week. The Energy Accelerant no longer increases damage against players. Additionally, Energy Accelerant no longer increases the base damage of Symmetry, Telesto, Black Talon, and Deathbringer. Uh, they fixed it an issue where the exotic catalyst for sidearm cryostasis just 77k was incorrectly accruing progress through energy slot weapon kills. And the presage activity will now reward pinnacle year as intended. Oh, so two sources of pinnacle year are coming back next week. To what they, they should be. Nah. <laughs> nah. Nah. Not at all. They wouldn't do that. Two pinnacle drops that aren't there for two weeks. You know, it's... All right. As I was saying, an important announcement about the Vault of Glass World First. So fire teams who wish to complete compete in the World First race for Vault of Glass raid will be able to do so when the raid launches on May 22nd, 2021 at 10 a.m. Pacific uh, Daily Time. The first fire team of six to complete the Vault of Glass raid, then complete the Vault of Glass challenge mode, and claim the Temple's Edge Triumph will be declared world's first by Bungie 
from at Bungie on Twitter after verification from their analytics team. If a fire team cycled through different members during their attempt, the final six remaining upon the completion of the final encounter of the challenge mode activity, where at least one member of the fire team claims the Temple Edge Triumph will be declared the winners and be awarded Raid World First title belts. So I think that answers our question about if uh, people come in and out. They said, if a fire team cycled through different members during their attempt, the final six remaining upon the completion of the final encounter of the challenge mode activity where at least one member of the fire team claims the Temple's Edge Triumph will be declared the winners and awarded Raid World First title belts. The fire team must loot the final chest before returning to orbit and claim the Triumph or their finish may not be recorded. A team's official finish will be recorded when they return to orbit. And for more information, the Voltaglass, uh, consult the Voltaglass World First Rules and Legal Team articles. What do you guys think of that? I think we'll see how it plays out. Um, this may be the new normal. And I think that'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think you're right. Um, it's going to be really interesting how it plays out because it's something they've never done before. Um, yeah, and it's the vault of glass, so it's the original raid. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out if there are any bugs that may exist, and um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Excitement is here, too, as well. Uh, so there's some known issues uh, that they want to uh, showcase. Uh, the acrylic characters are not appearing properly. Uh, some universal ornaments may incorrectly display a number on the ornament in the appearance screen. Completing eight bounties for the Splicer Servitor Weekly Challenge is incorrectly rewarding powerful gear, not pinnacle gear. We talked about that earlier. It's going to be fixed next week. The Titan Guardian Games contender plate chess piece does not appear in the preview and appearance customization screen. Some seasonal emblems from Season of the Splicer are missing their associated stat trackers. Shaders that came pre-built on armor, such as Iron Banner shaders, appear before the default option in the Appearance Customization menu. The Slash Join command is not functioning properly for players on Steam. The Empty Take Lost Sector is rewarding Helmet Exotics when Leg Exotics are advertised. Yes, I experienced that firsthand. Yep. Silver Buckles <laughs> from various Warlock armor ornaments are missing. That's interesting, Silver Buckles. A white pixelated bar may appear over the game mode banner in the Crucible intro screen. So that's a list of uh, the known issues that are plaguing the game right now, that they're trying to get those bugs squashed, it sounds like. We got our movies of the week, uh, which everybody loves. So check them out at your leisure. We got some great artists in our community here. Uh, share their art with us. And that's the TWAB, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Well, that's, uh, I think that was short and sweet. And uh, we do have a tradition on the show where we rate the Bungie weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls. And as our guest, Mod Sherpa, do you want to kick things off? How would you rate this week's Bungie Weekly Update in the form of spicy tuna rolls between one uh, and five? Well, I don't like spicy tuna rolls, so uh, oh, one. <laughs> oh, man. 
I, I mean, it's it, it's the twelve before fog. You know, it's like Christmas Eve. You know, it's it, like nothing they can say is going to measure up to you know what we get activity. weekend. So you know, yeah. it's that's a very good analogy. The Christmas. Uh, the Vogue before the Twab or the Twab before the Vogue. It's the Christmas. <laughs> That's cool. I like that. Twab before the Vogue. You know, the, 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 the one, you know, the, the, the Twab before any major event in Destiny is always lackluster. Yeah, because the event is the, uh, that is the event. They, they, the, it is the, Attraction. Yeah, that's the news of the week, not yeah, not the twelve. Yeah, true. I'm gonna give it a two point five then, if that's the case. Um, not as low, but it's all it's all informational. Like that's basically what this is. It's just uh, PTAs, public. You know, I mean, it's uh, PSAs. Public service announcement, not PTA. Sorry, public service announcement. It's informational. Like yeah. there's just a lot of information that we've already known, actually. So they just kind of glazed over everything, and you know they told us about the crossplay thing, so that's cool. So that was new, um, and the known issues. So yeah, two point five for me. Yeah, I think for me, I'm probably going to be a little bit more generous. I'm going to give it probably a three out of five. Spicy tuna rolls. Um, I think that coming back with the vault of glass, I think that was really a great thing for them to bring back. Um, I do wish they gave us more information on what will drop from what encounter, but at the same time, like they do want to keep the suspense, so I get that. Um, All you have to do points. is go go look at um, any houndish or Mesa Sean video and you'll get that information. So, yeah, it's like, it's like the calming before the storm. You know I mean? Like we're not going to get a lot of information right now. It's not going to be very, you know, plentiful. They did give us more information about how challenge mode will work and how day one will work. So I think that's really nice for them to give us clarity on that. So I think that was nice. But overall, you know, it was an okay update. Nothing major. Uh, there wasn't really anything new. A lot of bugs in the game. A lot of missed pinnacle drops. So I do hope they fix that soon. Um, but yeah, three out of five spicy tuna rolls for Cornholio. And Guardians, on that note, we have come to that time where we get to wrap things up for the evening because we have characters to grind we have destiny to play so ahmad sherpa thank you so much for joining us tonight thank you for being our guest and for sharing your journey with us in the destiny community and also uh talking about the vault of glass and the latest bungie weekly update um before we let you go where can the guardians learn more about you and what you do uh twitch twitter not youtube uh it's all mod sherpa <laughs> awesome very cool well thank you again so much for being our guest and uh shadow price where can we learn more about you and what you do 
Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79. Uh, also here on the Destiny Show podcast every Thursday night. Awesome. And you can find the Destiny Show podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Anchor, and the list goes on. You can find us online at destinyshow.com. You can also find us on Twitter at the Destiny Show. And you can find me personally on Twitter at OMG Cornholio. Thank you, Guardians, so much for joining us for another episode of the Destiny Show podcast. And we'll see you all next week. Good night, everyone. Bye. Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.